This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily for a May night. Joe Giglio with you. I appreciate everyone who's downloaded and followed this podcast as we're a few weeks in now and doing the daily pods here, my big take of the day, and of course the best of, of WIP on our feed in a gigantic game, game number five, Sixers Celtics. And I thought today I'd go over my five keys, the five keys for the Sixers to actually go to Boston and win a game number five, which really would change the series. I mean, the Sixers are significant underdogs uh, as of yesterday, seven-point dogs. I'll check as we start the podcast where they're at, you know, to start on Wednesday morning. Underdogs over at FanDuel Sports with They're seven and a half point underdogs. So they are gigantic underdogs in this game. But if they're going to do this, I have five keys for the Sixers to pull off a game five victory, put themselves up three to two, and really give themselves a chance to go become the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Tonight is, is a pivotal game. I, I don't love and, and feel great about the idea of the Sixers going into Boston and winning a game seven. If the Sixers are going to win the series, I'll, I'll just put it this way. I believe the winner of tonight's game will win the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's how big of a deal Game 5 is and can be. And it's it's really, it, it would change everything about how we view the Sixers team. So let's go with my, my five keys to victory tonight and the five things I think need to happen for the Sixers to win Game Number 5. N- number one, and I've been on this from the beginning, number one is the Sixers have to play with pace. The Celtics play with incredible pace and it allows them to, for lack of a better term, just jack up threes. I mean, they just shoot threes at a ridiculous pace and get more shots off. They have, The Sixers have the, uh, excuse me, the Celtics have the math advantage in this series. They've had it from the beginning. They have it whenever Joel Embiid plays. That, that's, that's the truth. I mean, there's only been one game this whole season, I believe, where Joel Embiid has played. Uh, and, excuse me, I'm wrong on that. There's, only, there's been no games where Joel Embiid has played this season where the Sixers have shot the ball for th- from the three-point range more, like taking more threes. It just doesn't happen. Like the Celtics shoot more threes when Joel plays. The Sixers play at a slower pace. So tonight, the Sixers need to increase their pace. They need to play at a just a quicker pace up and down the court. Now, I'll get to another key coming up in a minute here that, that could kind of counteract this. And I understand it's going to be hard for the Sixers to play at that pace. The Celtics play smaller they have younger players. They are quicker. I mean, think about it. The Sixers have P.J. Tucker. They have Tobias Harris. They have, you know, they have Joel Embiid. They don't have small, quick guys at every position. And even James Harden, who's their point guard, is older. Like, there's only a, a Maxi and a Melton. You know, they're not super quick. Paul Reed only plays a certain amount of minutes. So, and, and Niang, again, is, it fits in that more older, heavier, you know, not spry category, however you want to frame it. So, But pace is key. They have to find a way to slow down the Celtics' pace a bit and increase their own pace. That, that is a major key tonight. If you look up at the end of the game and the Celtics have 10 more threes 
it's probably a wrap. The Sixers probably lost the game. Number two, and this is is going to be big off the bat, because I, as much as I think this is a big game, you know up in Boston, they know how big this is after what happened at the end of game number four, the overtime and all that. The Sixers have to find a way to withstand the hornet's nest that is going to be the start of this game for the Boston Celtics. At some point, maybe it's the first 10 points, maybe it's the second run of points, maybe the Sixers get up 8-2 eight, 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 and then the Celtics go on their run, or maybe it's right off the tip, the Celtics go on an incredible run. You know it's going to happen early. That crowd's going to be in it. It's going to be a hornet's nest up there where it is going to be loud. You're going to, I mean, you can picture right now, either Brown or Tatum or Smart or Horford, they're knocking down three after three after three, and all of a sudden it's like, shoosh, you look up and it's it's 24-10. You know, that 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 absolutely could happen tonight with the Celtics in a spot where they know they need to win this game back in front of their home crowd. But the the key for the Sixers is to withstand that, to settle down after when that initial Boston run. It is coming, to settle down after that and compose themselves. So that's that's a part of this. The other part of kind of the mental versus physical game. Because right, that, that's really what that is to start a game. It's the mental versus the physical. The other part of the mental versus physical game that is going to be important is later in this game. And it's going to be when the tired legs come into play for the Sixers. And they will. The Sixers have really shortened their bench. They are, And look what happened in game number four. We talked about it yesterday on the podcast when we were on video and, and Tucker joined me. Like Just think about the number of minutes the, the top four players in the Sixers played in game number four. Oh, well over 40 minutes. And again, to go back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, that's not a young team. It's not a spry team. There's going to be a moment, maybe it's middle of the third quarter, maybe it's the beginning of the fourth, where, where the heavy legs hit the Sixers. Coming off an overtime game, all those minutes, there's going to be a moment of where fatigue sets in for these guys significantly. And we'll see if tonight, if Doc extends the rotation to try to stave that off. I'm not sure if that's the best formula to win the game, but he might do it. Whenever that sets in, the Sixers have to fight through it because I mentioned at the beginning of the game, there'll be a hornet's nest. Okay, the Sixers, let's say they, they kind of fight through that and they keep this game close. Okay, well, there's going to be another kind of head versus heart and body versus mind moment later in the game where the Sixers' legs get feel like jelly. And, and that's where they're going to have to push through because that's where they'll either make their last push or the Celtics will pull away from them. So keep an eye on that, maybe late third, early fourth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline third key tonight, and you know I can't believe I waited three to get to this, is Joel Embiid. Let, let's just play this out. If this is, if Sixers-Celtics game number five is a closer game in the fourth quarter, you know, the ghosts of game four and what Al Horford did to Joel Embiid and how he played in, in game four at the end, so for the fourth quarter, because he was better in overtime, but that will creep back in. The first time Embiid missed a shot, the first time he has the ball stolen from him, the first time he has blocked any of those things in the fourth quarter, any of those things, the crowd will erupt. It's going to be like sharks smelling blood. Joel Embiid has to show that he's mentally tough enough tonight in game five in the fourth quarter, not the first, the fourth quarter late in the game when that crowd in Boston and that team 
smells blood in the water. It won and beat turnover, and they think we could get him off his game just like we did in game four. And beat has to fight through that, and he has to play like the MVP of the league. That's it. I mean, sometimes we overcomplicate things. We, we go we go overboard with things on, on what it all means and what do we expect out of a player. Be who you are. And this year, Joel Embiid was the MVP of the NBA. And in game number four in the fourth quarter, he didn't play like that. I mean, bottom line, you could say whatever you want. You can make any excuse you want. He didn't play like that. And tonight, the Celtics will come after him late in the game. And Al Horford will come after him late in the game. And it's on Joel Embiid to make the Celtics pay. They don't have a player that should be able to guard him if he's mentally and physically where he needs to be. It's on Embiid tonight to show them he is the MVP. You know, we've had moments where great players on the road step up and fight through their demons and fight through all the criticism and play incredible basketball. That's 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 kind of how you, you graduate and you make that next step in the playoffs. It's not so much, well, I'll just play well at home and I, you know, I'll kind of ride, ride the magic carpet wave to a title. No, there's a moment for every champion. Giannis threw it a couple years ago. Obviously, LeBron all those years ago where, you know, Bleep hits the fan. Like, stuff gets bad. You have a bad game in a series. You're criticized. People start to wonder, can we ever win a title with you? And and Joel's reached that point. I mean, he certainly reached it in my mind. I I, I don't feel great about the idea of the Sixers winning a title ever with Joel Embiid. Now, prove me wrong. Go win a title tonight. or go, Go win a game five tonight on the road. Go play your butt off in the fourth quarter. And I will be so happy tomorrow morning on this podcast and on WIP on the Midday Show to give you a ton of credit. But the Celtics... See weakness in Joel Embiid. You feel that watching the game. They feel weakness in the Sixers and their mental state in the fourth quarter. And Joel is the leader. He has to fight through that, and he has to show them, I'm not mentally weak anymore. Obviously, Joel, the knee aside, is is physically strong. He is a tough, strong, he's a bull. He's an incredible athlete. But mentally, he hasn't shown that yet on the road in the postseason. This is a big chance for him. Joel Embiid's got to fight through. So the keys for tonight, number one, play with pace. Slow down the Celtics' pace as much as possible, but play with their own pace. Number two, you know, it's kind of the mental versus physical game. Early, withstand the hornet's nest of the crowd. Late, the fatigue that will set in. Three, of course, is Joel Embiid. He's got to be better. I mean, look, Joel Embiid, one of six, one of six shots he made in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just, it's not good enough. He's got to be better in the fourth quarter. And the last two are guys that I think have fallen a little bit under the radar here in this series for the Sixers, and they need something out of these guys, okay? Obviously, we talked a lot about Harden, and and I'm not going to make Harden a key because I, I don't think it's fair to say he, he needs to score 40 again, and I also don't think he's going to be as bad as he was at games two and three. So I expect tonight is probably the more median, middle ground Harden game. But my two guys that I think we need to talk about here, number four on my list is, is Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey needs to have a good game tonight. He needs to be in the 20 to 25 point range tonight to help the Sixers win this game. He does, and... You know, if the Sixers are going to hand this guy, if Maury's going to hand this guy $200 million this summer, boy, I would like to see one of these games to feel better about it. Because Tyrese Maxey has been really shut down, shut down by the Boston Celtics in his career. They really do a number on Tyrese Maxey. They make it hard on him. I think their physicality gives him a lot of trouble. Their length gives him a lot of trouble. Um, and, I, you know, we, we have to also realize he's 22 years old, but... This is the dealt, the deck the Sixers dealt with, right? This is who they have. They have Tyrese Maxey who's the third best player. He hasn't looked like the third best player on a team that plays in a conference championship yet. Not yet. Now, maybe tonight he could change that. In the rest of the series, he could change that. They need more out of Tyrese Maxey. He needs to start making his threes, his open shots. You know, that could help match the Celtics and what they do 
from the perspective of uh, of all the threes they make. Maxie's been pretty poor from behind the arc. or pretty poor overall in this game. And my last one, um, a key for tonight, game number five. And again, I, I've said a lot on WIP. I've said on this podcast. I've, I've given up on Tobias Harris. Just, I've just given up. Like I, I, I don't expect much out of Tobias Harris. I don't care how much he makes anymore. I mean, I do, but I just have given up. I, I just don't think the guy's a good, very good basketball player. He's a C-minus player that gets paid A money. But they really could use some sort of life out of Tobias Harris tonight. He, he played better against the Nets. He did give them life in that series against the Nets. In this series, he has not. So Tobias Harris, and, and Tucker passed me this note along, he played 13 minutes in the fourth quarter in overtime on Sunday. He shot one air ball. He had zero rebounds, zero assists, one turnover, and two fouls. I mean, I, I, we have to accept, and, and obviously the Sixers have accepted in this series, he is a complete liability on the defensive end. He has no matchup in this series on the other end that he excels in, none. And when he's on Tatum or he's on Brown on the perimeter, it is a joke. I mean, it is a joke. They treat that guy like a turnstile. So, but he's so, I, I, I realize that. So he's got to give them something on offense. I mean, he was three attempts shooting the other day. I'm not expecting volume. Harden's going to have volume. Joel's going to have volume. Maxie's going to have volume. You know, when Niang comes in or Melton comes in, they'll give those guys the open threes. They'll have a little bit of volume per minute. I'm not expecting volume shooting or scoring out of Tobias. But man, oh man, if he gets eight or ten shots, can we sink 45 to 50% of these things, please? Like, are we asking too much out of Tobias Harris to just be a, a margin, marginally efficient player? to not be a complete joke out there because that's what he was in game game four. He was a joke. Like that, I'm not asking for much, and I'm just asking for him to not be a total and complete joke on the court. And if he's not, the Sixers have a real chance. They can they could stay their way in this game. So my five keys for, for game number five here for the Sixers in, in really one of the most pivotal games in franchise history will give them a chance to go have the upper hand in the series, come back here on Thursday night with a chance to close this out. And it would really make what game four was a franchise turning point. Like, was that a series, you know, stave off death basically and, and give themselves life? Or was it a franchise turning point? We're going to find that out. My five keys, they have to play with more pace than they have this series, especially the pace they play with Joel Embiid. They have to figure out a way to, you know, there's a gap between the Celtics' pace and the Sixers' pace, a big gap. Close that gap. And that can mean the the Sixers play with a little more pace or they, they find a way through shot-making and getting back on defense to slow down the Celtics' pace. The gap's too much. Number two is that mental versus physical battle. Withstand the Hornets' nest early, and it will be one up there early in Boston. And, of course, the fatigue that's going to set in late. A lot of minutes by the Sixers they, get, they played on Sunday. It's going to be a fatigue you know, there's, fatigue will set in late. I mean, that moment will hit the Sixers. Number three is Joel Embiid. One of six in the fourth quarter and embarrassing hot potato possessions is not going to cut it from the league MVP. He needs to be better. He even said himself he was horrible. Number four is Tyrese Maxey. Time to wake up. Time to grow up. I mean, it's time to grow up, kid. I mean, that's if you're going to be a championship team, you need your third best player to be part of the team, not along for the ride. And, and too often in this series, he's been along for the ride. The Celtics have been kryptonite for him on the defensive end and offensive end, to end Tobias Harris. Just something. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. 
Hit a couple shots. You get eight or ten shots. I, I need 45 to 50% on the mate. I, I, th- that's what the Sixers need. He's got to give them a little bit of something. You get all that, you sprinkle it in. It's a game five recipe for a victory. Gigantic game tonight. Everyone, enjoy it. Appreciate everyone, as always, listening to WIP Daily. Daily podcast here. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Odyssey uh, app, of course, is a great place to get them. A- Apple Podcasts, Stitch, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Grab them there and... Um, and we'll be doing these podcasts every single day. A lot on video. We're back on video tomorrow. Check out the Odyssey YouTube page, 94WIP YouTube page. The podcast will soon be up on there. Appreciate every single one of you listening, following, sharing the show. Hit me back with some feedback. Enjoy game five tonight. Hopefully the Sixers find a way to go to Boston and get a second game on the road in this series. We'll talk tomorrow on WIP Daily.